you're listening to Nuts Alive from Asteroid J here for our seventh season. I'm your host, Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always at this point, is... It's Mike the Ghoul, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> it's just nice to have a full season with you now, you know? We're, we're heading into I know. Yeah, seventh season. You're going to be standard host here now. I'm going to try and get Josh back so he can join us as well, but mm-hmm. his schedule is busy, and apparently he had some computer issues, so mm-hmm. whether or not he can join us, we got we got our duo. We're good to go. So Yeah, we're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. Traditionally, we do various starter podcasts, but I kind of feel like we've as we've been shifting things over the seasons, it's good to just do something fresh, so we're just going to dive right in for this first episode of our seventh season and we're gonna go with the podcast idea that you suggested when we were back at speed gaming live 2023 uh what is the best disney villain song which i'm gonna let you take over and do the whole guidance but every single person i have ever polled about this in person has said be prepared and then couldn't come up with a good second option. So, <laughs> well, they're not wrong. I mean, that is clearly the best song. Clearly the best song. I've I mean, seen that, some. That's, it should be number one yeah. because it is. <laughs> I've seen some rankings online that said otherwise, and I hard disagree. Yeah, um, but it, the, 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 the topic of the podcast, as you and I have agreed, is really what is the best Disney villain song, and why is it be prepared? So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, where did this idea come from, and why do you want to talk about this? So my wife is a big Disney fan, and we love Disney in our household. We got married at Disney. She's all about Disney, and she actually gave me the idea. She's like, why don't you talk about favorite Disney villain songs? Because we had this conversation one day, and we both came to the conclusion that it's Be Prepared, be prepared. and why is it nothing else? <laughs> but it's Be Prepared from the animated version, because Be Prepared yes. from the live, quote-unquote, live action, which isn't it's all animated, too. But the CGI yeah. one is a piece of shit. Yeah, it's it's bad, it's and then the movies itself is bad because yes. you can't just you know the, the the way you animate emotion, mm-hmm. you cannot get the same mm-hmm. thing in a live action, and they mm-hmm. tried and they failed and they whatever it is, what it is, it's horrible. It's pretty bad, very very bad. But be prepared from the Lion King, the original version is really very good. Jeremy Irons, who I wouldn't have traditionally thought had a singing voice, fucking mm-hmm. nails that song. He really does, he man. Does. He kills it. And <laughs> I actually just learned from reading a little bit here that uh, voice acting legend Jim Cummings filled in a little bit on that song okay. when Iron's voice kind of gave out during recording. I could so there's see some it. snippets of Jim Cummings in there. And Jim Cummings, uh, you know, uh, a voice actor of many different ilks, uh, mm-hmm. but probably best well known for being Winnie the Pooh. So uh, take yeah, that yeah, for what you will. Yeah. <laughs> I like thinking of evil Winnie the Pooh leading a weasel, or weasel <laughs> a hyena cult. That That is yeah. a movie I didn't know I wanted, and now I need it. Well, with Winnie the Pooh in the public domain now, maybe we will right. just get to see that one day. Right? <laughs> uh, uh, now, now I'm, I'm just envisioning, like, you know how you always used to get, like, uh, Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and all them covering the classics? Yeah. Winnie the Pooh's best Disney <laughs> villain songs. Oh, man, be, this would be pretty good. So, obviously, we both agree. Be prepared is number one. We can mm-hmm. work back. We can work backwards a little bit this sure. time, I guess. And just kind of pick out some other good ones sure. that I feel belong on this list. Yeah. Um, Number two for her and me is, is probably Poor Unfortunate Souls, uh, Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Um, I mean, there's a, there's, so the, the, the thing that I want to discuss before, as we get mm-hmm. into this, and I feel like it's very important to discuss this, is mm-hmm. Disney villain songs as sung by the villain are different yes. from Disney villain songs just about the villain. Because Poor yes. Unfortunate Souls is one of the most popular ones. It's certainly the one I think a lot of people would pick second if you actually mm-hmm. like that movie, which I don't. Uh, and you actually <laughs> like that song, which I don't. Um, but my number two is not 
sung by the villain, even though he participates in the background and he's there and he's just kind of, it's all about him. It's Gaston. Yeah, yeah. That's a very good one as well, for sure. It's a great song. It's on many of these lists. I saw it there. I understand mm-hmm. Poor Unfortunate Souls because, you know, the voice actress fucking kills it again on that yeah, one. That Pat is Carol, amazing. Yeah. Oh, so that. good. And, yeah. And I understand plenty of people like like that character as a kind of like a drag queen icon, and I can see right. that. I think Little Mermaid is a boring piece of shit movie. But, <laughs> oh my god, I hate that movie so much. Um, it is the movie that saved Disney, though. In 1989, like, we, we remember. Because, yeah. you know, that was the Disney yeah. Renaissance. Little yeah. Mermaid saved Disney yeah. and made Disney what we know it as today, 35 years later. So we have more to blame that movie for, is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> we do, yeah. It, it's a good movie. My wife, it's my wife's favorite Disney movie. Uh, I think it's a great song, but I hear what you're saying. Um, it, it, there are other ones, like Gaston does mm-hmm. belong on this. I could see that being number two. I, I And I like the point you made about being about the villain, mm-hmm. because people will say that's Gaston. No, that's LeFou's song. It LeFou is LeFou sings song. it and Gaston is in the song, but it's about him. So that's a really good point that I think needs to be, you know, hit on again that you made and I really do appreciate that. Yeah, cuz it's important. I mean, some of the Disney villain anthems are about the Disney villain. Um Be Prepared is about the hyenas and the war. Uh, yeah. other ones like fucking Hellfire is kind of about the dude from uh, the evil priest from Hunchback that Hunchback, sings about, yeah. yeah, but it's also not really about him, but about his goals and what he feels is necessary for the city. But there's others like Mother Knows Best, which is both about the villain and sung by the villain Mother Gothel. So, mm-hmm. which is an okay song. I see it on a lot it's of these lists. It's fine. Too. It's fine. It's a pretty good one. Not bad. Not bad. I like Tangled better for the points where it's not musical than the points where it is but mm, yeah, mm. overall pretty solid yeah. story you know yeah. a, lot, a lot of good acting in that you know voice acting and a good job by mandy moore and, and whatnot and mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's a good story it's a fun disney story yes. um one of my favorites on here that i don't think would make a lot of people's lists is uh jermaine clement's version of shiny from moana and i don't know why maybe it's just jermaine clement's voice as a villain but mm-hmm. i just love that song i think he crushes it well he did um fly of the concords he did, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he, he's he's quite funny. He's a great comedian, mm-hmm. um, you know, very very British, very dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he when he does yeah. sing, I think he played the villain as well in Rio. I think he was the the mm. white bird who was also the villain. The same kind of voice and whatnot. Um, but Shine's just a really good song. It's a fun song. Uh, Tamatoa, the giant crab, and whatnot. You know, beating up on you know Maui, the rock, and all that. It's just kind of fun. It's mm-hmm. it's a good song. It's fun, and I do enjoy it. I mean, it's fun. Uh, Jermaine Clement for me is always going to be uh, Vladislav the Poker from (laughs) (laughs) What We Do in the Shadows. Love Mm -hmm. his character there. Um, Mm -hmm. Shiny's fine. Moana is fine. The problem I have with a lot of these is like, I'm like, well, the movie's okay. Moana's a movie (laughs) I've seen twice, once once when it came out, once when I reviewed it for the website. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, it's fine. It's not one that I'd hold up there. I Like, from the, the current generation of Disney princess movies, which I kind of mm. consider a little separate from the other 3D animated movies they've done, even sure, if they sure. share a house style, I still prefer Tangled. Um, I think that one's the best of those. As far as the mm. music is concerned, obviously, Frozen rates highly. But right. the, the problem with... The, the interesting thing about Frozen is I think that d- movie's... Um, um, fucking... What's, what's, what's her anthem? The... Um, Oh, um, yeah. Uh, oh, crap. What's the name? Let uh, it go. Little, little girl sang it for years. Let it go. Um, 
let it go. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not telling you to do. I'm just saying let it go. Um, but <laughs> no, uh, but that one, that song was written for quote unquote the villain, and it was so big, and such a great anthem for her, an empowering song that she could no longer be the villain in her own movie, and she had to be the second heroine, which completely changed like the whole thrust of the movie. And right. when you watch it, you kind of feel it. You're like. This movie's a little uneven, but eh. <laughs> but no, it, 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 she does go from being you know the 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 heroine in the story to the villain to back to the heroine. To the it's an interesting character arc yes. for for Elsa in that movie. It and Adina Menzel uh, does you know I mean obviously very accomplished singer, mm-hmm. um, you know great range, great voice, and she does very well. My my wife and I like her song from the second movie a little bit better. Uh, but maybe that's just because the uh, you know Let It Go was just played out. You heard every little girl sing that for three out. years. Yeah. Every time you walked in, it was playing everywhere. It's a good song. And when it wasn't playing, people were like, do, 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 "You know, do you do you want to build a snowman?" I really yeah. don't. I'm so no. not in the mood, guys. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen like this 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 meme on Instagram or whatever. That's like, do you, like it's uh, Anna. Like, do you want to build a snowman? It's Will Smith putting the gun in the hole from um, Bad Boys Two and shooting in the face, <laughs> like shooting Anna in the face. Uh, it, oh, it's, so, it's it's bad. It's hilarious, but you gotta love it. <laughs> I see one of these that's on the list, and I would debate whether or not it really counts, is the Oogie Boogie song from Nightmare Before Christmas. And I debate it only because of the fact that Disney only claimed this movie as a true Disney animated movie after it became big. I agree. And and I'm I'm partial to this song. Oogie is my favorite. If you want to go Disney villain, he's mm-hmm. my favorite villain just because he's so different. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a lot of fun. I love this song. I don't I would put it on here, like you said, just because it falls under that Disney umbrella. But it's not really to your point, like one of those like villain songs that, you know, was clearly Disney because they didn't say, oh, yeah, by the way, this is our property, too. Yep. After you guys actually loved it. Good job. You know, Danny Elfman and everybody in there. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was very much a Tim Burton produced yeah. movie that just so happened to get the Disney logo after it was successful because it was Touchstone Pictures, which is a Disney property, yes, but mm-hmm. it was to- mm-hmm. it was absolutely a Touchstone picture right up until it became big and then suddenly the castles the front logo and everyone's like, "Oh, it's a Disney animated movie." No, it's not. No. <laughs> they didn't want anything to do with this except, you know, shove it out in theaters and hope that it went away. So yeah. yeah, and when it didn't, they were like, "Oh, we can make money off of this. We got, money? we got, we got toys, and we what? got rights, and we got all that. We're just gonna keep playing this out. Oh my we, god, we can Disney. put this in Kingdom Hearts. What? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking Halloween Town. So I, I like this song, but I hear what you're saying about it probably not belonging on this list. I'll put this like in a, a song that's just a good villain song in a movie. I'm gonna tell you one. Categorize that out. Oh, absolutely. I'm gonna tell you one that I don't remember, and I will never remember, and I'm never gonna go back to listen listen to it again anything mm. from princess and the frog but specifically <laughs> on this list friends on the other side my god that movie is bad it's really <laughs> lovingly animated it's true to the classic disney style they put a lot of heart into drawing that thing if only mm. they had a script and a soundtrack that matched the effort they put in it, it like I remember seeing that movie in the theater mm-hmm. again because you know my wife the Disney princess mm-hmm. and whatnot and mm-hmm. I remember enjoying it but it was one of those Disney movies that like it, it just kind of felt off even as a musical the whole time yeah. Yeah. something about it just didn't feel 
right for me. It was fine. I'm not going to shit on the movie. It's a fine movie. <laughs> I think that, that you know, Friends of the a pretty quality song, honestly. I think Keith David does a great job. Uh, and I think him as a voice actor, again, just, you know, he has that voice that can carry and project in a villain song that works for me. Um, but as far as the movie, like, a lot of people really like it. And I think it's a fine movie, but it, it, it doesn't hit the note for me particularly. I think mm. you're right. Uh, a song about a villain that's not sung by the villain, Cruella de Vil. Mm. This is an iconic song. I'm not going to argue yeah. that. This is one of the most iconic songs. I mean, fuck, Disney played the shit out of this on Disney Channel for decades. Right, Just, right, right. You couldn't go anywhere without this uh, a short form of this song being everywhere. And then they did the live action version that came back mm. and the live action sequel. And you're just. And then, of course, then they even did Cruella, which was. Actually, wasn't a bad movie. I actually kind of liked that as a Disney villain movie. We but, we have that uh, queued up as something my wife has been wanting to watch for quite a while that we're going to watch as well. So hearing you say that you kind of liked it, I'm, I'm, it's it. piqued my interest. I, well, I, I liked it in the same way that I liked um, Maleficent in that it kind of reinvents mm. the story and does something different and gives you some gotcha. fun. And it's, mm. it's, it's fun enough for what it is. It's weird, but it's fun. Right, um, right. But the song itself is iconic. I think I'm, all I got to do is say Cruella de Vil and everyone just, just naturally yeah. going to start filling in the lyrics for it because half mm-hmm. the song is just saying her name. Um, <laughs> but it is iconic. But she doesn't sing it. So I don't know that it counts. Yeah. The the, the, the husband sings the song about Cruella. And it's, it's a good song. It and it's fine. It uh, and iconic is a good word for it. I yeah. would agree. And of course, this list has Hellfire at, at the very top spot. I, I just don't get it. I'm gonna have yeah. to go back and listen to it. Like maybe yeah. it's just because of how. I mean, I would rank. Um, what's his name? Uh, Claude Frollo. I would rank him as a high villain as far as Disney villains go, just based off of like you know what this guy is actually about. Yeah. Um, I, I would say he ranks high on the villain scale, but I gotta go back and listen to the song. I'm just not sure. It doesn't stand out for me. I don't remember it. Um, the way I remember Be Prepared or even, you know, Cruella de Vil for that matter. But, I mean, Bliss seemed to like it, so maybe it's worth another listen, I guess. Hunchback is a movie with a villain, not unlike mm-hmm. Pocahontas and some of the other ones from that late era. It's mm-hmm. movies with good villains in search of better movies. Because mm-hmm. Hunchback is nigh unwatchable, in my opinion, and Pocahontas is worse. Oh, my God, Pocahontas is uh, you mean you know, that's not historically accurate to the what? way things were? What? I mean, what? what? John Smith and Pocahontas didn't meet and have this great love affair. What? what? And then, oh. and, and and then, if you go for the sequel, uh, she, <laughs> didn't, she didn't actually. She actually survived her trip back home afterwards. What? Oh my no. goodness! Yeah, it's, ter- it's so bad. Bad. Uh, Pocahontas. That whole like the, Disney should have just not. Okay, I don't care how many colors there are on that fucking wind. They just should have <laughs> not. They do a really good job with like really towing that line of racism in Disney pretty well, I think. <laughs> oh, that movie! That movie wasn't so good about it. <laughs> I mean, we, I, 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 there's there's also the lost known Disney property song of the South. If you can ever find that, you want to talk racist Disney? You know. <laughs> so they put out a bunch of their stuff that was not so good. They had like mm-hmm. their um their Disney treasures that were in tin cans. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. I got the one that was for World War II, which was all their old propaganda flicks. Because I saw that, and I'm like, they're never going to release this again. Mm-hmm. I'm buying this now while I have the chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to watch it, but I feel <laughs> like that's one of those um, movie preservation things where you just, if you get a chance to get it in your collection, you need to. You know, you get yeah. the highs, you get the lows, you get the really weird, and you get the stuff that you know is never going to come out again. 
Um, <laughs> Quite true. That was one of those ones I picked up. I was actually a little legitimately disappointed they didn't do a Song of the South with like a four-hour documentary about how problematic that one is. Because like, yes, <laughs> it is problematic. It is. Mm-hmm. I saw it as a child in the '80s in a movie theater because they were rerunning it, and then that was probably one of the last times it ever showed up. No- noting, of course, I was in Virginia at the time, and it's the mm-hmm. South. Uh, so 1980s in the South, that's exactly when you're going to see it for the very last time. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember much about it because I just remember a black dude singing about living in the South and some birds and a very catchy song that they also don't ever play anymore. Uh, right. zippity doo has some really bad connotations to it. Uh, maybe that's <laughs> yeah. a Disney villain song right there. But because uh, <laughs> Disney's the villain in this particular instance. Disney's the ultimate villain <laughs> in this is, instance right it here. Is, <laughs> it is. But as terrible as that movie is and racist as that movie is and all the connotations that come with it, it's a part of Disney history. And yeah. it should have a long long documentary with a lot of discussion about the problematic nature of that movie that is packaged with that movie. So that maybe something that if we could actually get to see that, but in this world of culture that we live in now where things are so Mm -hmm. everybody's got a voice and everybody's got something to say and you got to really walk on eggshells. I feel like even something with the best intent of that is going to be taken the wrong way. And that's disappointing in itself. It is. I, I think there's a way that you could release it. I also think that some of the people that buy it wouldn't bother watching any of the stuff that comes with it for the cultural context and racial discussion that would go with it. It, they would just watch it be like, this is a good movie. And that would yeah. be, <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> to, be to be a naive child and like, you know, back, oh, it's just a good movie singing a song. Now, this has deeper meaning deeper and meaning. you just don't know it. Well, and it, it like they, they'll do it for other stuff. They'll put little notes in front of like Dumbo about how mm-hmm. racist the crows are um, yeah. and other yeah. things like that. And I think that's valid. That's entirely valid. We should have a discussion about that. Song of the South is probably the one that would raise the biggest discussion that we should have. Um, right. And they're never they're never going to bring it back out. And that's, nah. that's a little tragic. Like, yeah. it just insofar as this discussion we could have and the historical preservation of it. Do I want to watch the movie? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, you're right. I mean, there there's something to be learned. You know, you don't want to say mistakes because it yep. happened, and and it, it's there. And but that's the, that's the point. It's there, mm-hmm. so you should have a discussion about it. How you've evolved, how you've yep. learned, what this meant at the time, and yep. why it was wrong, yep. and how you can learn from it. And there's good value in that. But I mean, honestly, they're just probably too cowardice to ever do it. Oh yeah, they'll never do it. That it is going to sit in their vault for the rest of time. Uh, and mm-hmm. they'll let that film slowly degrade so that they can at some point say, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have any transfers we can do of this anymore. It This, right. uh, this movie does not exist. I mean, when they did Disney Plus and they said every single Disney movie is going to be on this program, <laughs> it was with the asterisk of, but but not Song of the South. Yeah, but not this but, one. But, but not this I'm one. I'm sure some of you people do want to see because you know the discussion of it. Yep. We're just going to not do that. We're not going to do this and, one. Not this one. Yeah. No. Fair enough, I suppose. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're uh, not, they didn't put their war propaganda stuff on there either. So I suppose there yeah. were two things that didn't go on there. That's that's true. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Anyway. I, and one more song on this sure. list that I want to hit on sure. that I thought that I think is pretty decent in a movie in and of itself that we just recently re- rewatched because this song came up when we were playing a YouTube list of like uh-huh. you know Disney songs. It's uh, the world's greatest criminal mind from the Great Mouse Detective. 
And I had forgotten about this movie. I remember <laughs> seeing it as a kid and I remember liking it because, you know, Little Mice and it was very familiar, kind of like, you know, an American tale sort yep. of thing. Um, but I didn't remember this song particularly. And Vincent Price as Professor Radigan, oh, yeah. really great job. Vincent Price, you know, an iconic um, person in the world of horror, you know, for that matter, uh, just does a really great job. And I think it's a quality song that does belong on a list of this ilk for sure. And I was surprised because I had forgotten about this one. I don't remember this particular song. I do remember as a kid, I really liked the great <laughs> mouse detective. I mean, this mm. is as a kid of this particular, the, the early 1980s, there were movies there that felt like they were iconic to my childhood that didn't do very well in theaters. And that was right. Grace Mount Detective, uh, fucking The Black Cauldron, yes. a few others of that nature. Yeah, like the second fucking um, Rescuers movie. Like those yeah, ones all yeah. came out around this time. And you're like, well, these were fun. I remember these. These were great seeing them in theaters. And then they just kind of vanished from people's minds. And you're like, oh, I guess mm -hmm. someone liked these. Great Mouse Detective yeah. is a fun little Sherlock Holmesy movie. It's enjoyable. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever felt the need to go back to it, but hey, Vincent Price is in it, so that's that's a point in its favor. Yeah, it's one yeah. of those movies that from the '80s, like you said, you know, like came out with like Oliver and Company and all those movies oh, right around that time. Gosh. That that like you know you remember seeing as a kid, but you don't really they, they didn't kind of like you know stick with you until yeah. years later when you see them again. You're like, oh yeah, I remember that, and yeah. I remember liking that. And The Great Mouse Detective, I walk, walk, watching it back again, it's a good movie, and I'm I'm. Glad that that's one of those movies that I saw growing up as a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, that makes me like, oh, it takes me back a little bit to being a child. It's it's kind of fun. So much better than Oliver and Company. I forget that movie. Is Disney. <laughs> I think it's from like one of the Disney competitors because it's just such a. It, it feels like it wants movie. to be like, like yeah. all dogs go to heaven. Yeah. You know, whoever yeah. made that. Like, like it that should be Don Bluth. Like Don yes. Bluth made that movie. But no, this was this was Disney. And you're like, Oof. it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it, really Joel Why? A fun movie, I guess, yeah, but I mean, yeah. it, it's one of those ones yeah. again that you're just like it. It is. It's, we're gonna sweep this under the rug and like, yeah, we did this, but we're not gonna tell you that this is part of what we did. Movies, we're glad we don't have to watch again. Oliver right. Company and Song of the South, um, yeah. for di for very different reasons. Yes, <laughs> for <laughs> but, sure. <laughs> but again, on any of these lists, you really could stop at one, and that one is be prepared. Yeah, and you know, to, we, we talked about that first. Let's talk a little bit about that sure, one before we sure. wrap up here because we talked about why it's the best and then, and then moved on. But, I mean, the, <laughs> the, the best thing about this is the, the job that Jeremy Irons does singing mm -hmm. this song. Like, I had no idea that was even who he was when I first saw that movie as a kid. Yeah. Um, and seeing Jeremy Irons do a lot of things ever since then was like, wow, that guy was Scar. And then you go back and listen to that song later and you're like – oh my God, that song is so good. And yeah. it just like, the lyrics are good. The animation is good. It hits on every level in the movie that you look for in a villain song. And it just, it works. There is nothing about it. It is perfection to me as far as a Disney villain song goes. Well, and it sets the tone for what he's going to be. It's like, yeah, because of the way that the song is set up, it's very much inspired by like, uh, dictators and tyrants and Nazis, um, and just its iconography, and that's clear from the way you watch it. Like it's uh, talking about war propaganda. This is a war mm -hmm. propaganda song uh, in mm -hmm. the middle of a bright and happy lion movie. Um, right. But it also sets the tone for who he's going to be as a villain, because mm -hmm. like it's like when you watch uh, Star Wars and all the characters are dressed up, all the villain characters are dressed up like Nazis, basically. That was mm -hmm. the iconography Lucas was using. The iconography carried into this movie for Lion King, and it works the same way. You just automatically recognize what they're, what they're depicting, 
what mm-hmm. Scar and his hyenas are going to be like. You know, even before you see the fall of the Prylands, you know exactly what's happened for 10 years while fucking Simba is away. Because mm-hmm. all you had to do was see that song, see that iconography, listen to that smooth-ass voice. Um, mm-hmm. And then suddenly you're like, yep, nope, everything's falling to shit. Yeah, he yep. he's got that silky smooth charismatic voice that just yeah. makes people like you know the 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 wrong kind of people in this case yeah. want to follow him. Yeah. And, yeah, well, and this is all before he does what he does. So this is his build up to to his crescendo of killing Mufasa and you know sicking the hyenas on Simba. And you know the thing about him that's also so dirty is he's good enough to kill his brother, sure, mm-hmm. but even he draws a line at killing his nephew, which is something to me when you think about how vicious this guy really is yep also it just gives me this the horrible thought of someone like trump actually having a silky smooth singing voice and you're just like wow the damage he can do on that we, so we, we can talk thoughts and opinions on him one day too if you want in that trash fire. we i i will always be happy to go back and do politics once in a while we don't do it very often anymore on the podcast but we did do it for a while so anytime you want to do politics we can do politics but on yeah, that sobering can... thought we should probably wrap this up so we can go record the next one this has been not so live from asteroid g dreading the thought of scar as an actual presidential candidate <laughs> i've been like Stein. And I've been Mike the Ghoul, ready to follow him as he is my leader, and I will listen to what he says. <laughs> Mufasa. Mufasa. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>